I'm now going to get Kathy to come up as well. Um, for if you haven't heard uh, her testimony and Pat's on their son, Ethan, um, it's such an encouraging, amazing testimony. And so I just love for her to, to share with this before we get started anyways. Good morning. Um, so as of November uh, 2016, Ethan uh, was diagnosed uh, with a rare brain tumor. And before he was diagnosed, we were in the hospital not knowing what he was struggling with. And I remember praying and uh, the Holy Spirit just came to me and he said, you have to remember that no matter the diagnosis or prognosis, I am greater than that. At the same time, wondering, okay, well, what does that mean? Like, what's coming my way? Um, so it's crazy to think that it's just now been over a year um, that Ethan was diagnosed. And this past uh, was a year since we came yeah. home. You want down. Yeah. Can you say it again? Say it again. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. So, oh, uh, we rushed to McMaster Children's Hospital in Hamilton, and uh, they instantly put in a drainage tube, and the next day, they I think it was like a seven-hour surgery or more to remove the brain tumor. Um, and then... With his type of brain tumor, uh, chemo doesn't treat it. Uh, it just kind of prevents the growth of anything left behind. And radiation seemed to have, would technically have more of a result in uh, helping the brain tumor. So when he was, uh, when he was operated on, they did another MRI after, and there was a, a spot there and they weren't sure exactly what that was. And um, he did two rounds of chemo, and then um, we went for another MRI before he started his six weeks of radiation. And uh, the doctors, we, we came in for the update to see how that MRI went, and they were just sitting there, and they're like, well, we don't know how to say this, but that spot we saw before isn't there. And they know full well that chemo doesn't, <laughs> chemo does not make that spot go away. And um, throughout our whole prayer, <laughs> throughout the whole experience, um, we were praying that God would just uh, <laughs> blow the doctors away. And even his head nurse came to us after the meeting and said, all the medical staff that's been on his case kept looking back and forth from his old scan to his new scan. And they were just dumbfounded. And they didn't know what to say. There was a lot of, hmm, hmm, hmm. Like, and she's just like, this, there's nothing like this. And a key thing I found through this is constantly reminding ourselves, even though the doctors would give us the side effects of treatments or what he might struggle with growing up, he, um, I always had that word to cling on to that God gave me, that no matter the diagnosis or prognosis, I am greater than that. And so you, 
we know we definitely experienced a miracle in God healing Ethan and even now going for his constant checkups and MRIs. The doctors every time are still blown away and we constantly have different people running into his running into him and like you don't realize how rare this is and like this is amazing to think that he had a brain tumor a year ago and look how well he's doing and he's hitting all his milestones and he's obviously walking and talking and he's just doing amazing so God is just so awesome and so faithful and when he gives you a word hold on to it and keep proclaiming it awesome and you got to love God's sense of humor, right? When, uh, as you're trying to talk, you have a little one like in and out, in and out. Joy in the Lord. All right. So healing is something I'm, I'm very, very passionate about. And I'd say the, the longer I'm a Christian, uh, the more passion I get about seeing people healed. And for a few different reasons for me anyways, one of the big reasons is I love seeing God bring restoration. Right? I love seeing God, Holy Spirit, touch people and just seeing that look on their face as they get touched by the Holy Spirit and all of a sudden their pain's gone, that shame's gone, right? Nobody can argue with your testimony. You know what God does in your life? People can't argue with that. I'm not an argumentative person. I'm kind of like a quiet person when like tension raises up, I'm that kind of guy that's just like, oh gosh, like don't look at me. I don't want to get involved with this kind of stuff. So like for me, testimonies are like so, so powerful. Again, because somebody can't say to Kathy, to Pat, to those girls, to Ethan as he grows up, that God's not real. Because the medical field has no idea like how could this have happened, right? It's a miracle. And what I love about miracles is we come together and we praise God, right? When you hear people get released from shame, when shame's gone, we come together and we praise God. Mornings like this morning when we come together and we have this amazing Holy Spirit encounter, we're just praising God. And it's just like there no words need to be said, you know? When you're, when you're leading meetings like that, and it's just like, all right, God, what do you want to do? Sometimes the best thing is just to keep your mouth shut and just let him do his thing, right? So that's one of the big reasons why I love healing. The other thing is I was a personal trainer for years, and I had a lot of clients come in, or I saw a lot of clients come in that were like, I'm in pain, I'm in pain, I'm in pain. I live with this constant pain. I've been in a car accident or something like that. You know, some reason why they're in pain constantly. And like my heart broke for them. But they just, they came to a spot in their life where that was just the normal, right? And now most of these people, um, probably like 98% didn't know God or anything like that. So they didn't really know anything different probably. But it just broke my heart for the fact that they thought that was normal and that they've accepted that into their life that that's a normal thing. And that's how they're going to live the rest of their life is that, this pain is normal for me. And like deep down with inside me, there was this like, no. You know, I just wanted to shout at them like, no. But I was in my workplace, so I had to be proper, you know. Uh, so I had to behave myself and be good. Um, pray for them underneath the surface, right? And ask God, like, God, that you would just open opportunities for me to be able to pray for these people. Uh, because, again, I just don't accept that lie from the enemy that pain is normal. 
when you've been in some sort of an accident, that that pain's not normal, and God doesn't want you to live with that pain. Amen? So I wanted to start off with, um, looking at the timer, Uh, I wanted to start off with the Old Testament here, because the Old Testament gives us a proper background for believers, for Christians, in, in our concept of healing, okay? So if we go back to Exodus in chapter 15, uh, God has delivered his people uh, from Egypt, okay? So the, God's delivered his people from Egypt. They're, they've been hiking, walking for three days throughout the wilderness, and they haven't had any water to drink. And so on the third day, they get to this, this place of water, and they go to drink it, but it's, it says in the word that the water is bitter, so they couldn't drink it. So the people start to what? They start to grumble. They're not happy with Moses. They start complaining to Moses. And so Moses does a good thing. He cries out to God. He's like, God, come on. You got to come through here. I can't do anything for all these people. It's not like there was just like five or ten people. There's thousands of people here that he's got to provide for, right? And so God gives him this piece of wood that he's directed to throw into the water to make the water drinkable. And God, being God, boom, does it, right? In verse 26, uh, 15, 26, I believe it is, that it says that I am the God who heals you. So right there is our context for our healer. God is the one that heals us. In Deuteronomy 32, 39, it speaks of God as the one who heals. It says that the context implies that the healing power derives from God, the fact that he's God. Okay? All throughout the Old Testament, it's echoed all the way throughout there that God is our healer. Okay? Not Moses, nobody else there, but God is our source of healing. So Psalms 103, it says, Who forgives all of our sins? Who heals you of all of your diseases? Jeremiah 17, 14, Heal me, Lord, for I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved, for you are the one I praise. Okay, so I just wanted to give you guys just that little bit of background as we go into the New Testament that the Old Testament, it all echoes around the fact that God is our healer, okay? So I'm going to come back to that, but I wanted to look at some different stories and talk about faith first before we come back to God as our healer. So faith comes in all different sizes, right? Right? It goes from, I'm going to read these out for you. It says, Mark 6:56, let me touch you and I'll be healed, okay? Mark 9, 22, 23, if you are able to, I'll be healed. Mark 1.40, if you are willing. Matthew 9.18, just touch us. And then Matthew 8.8, 8, just say the word, and I'll be healed. So as you can see through those six examples, that there's so many different Richter scales of how strong somebody's faith is, right? And so if we look at Mark 1.40, it's probably the least faith level there, okay? It says, if you are willing to. Doesn't sound like a whole lot of faith, right? Right? Okay? So Jesus replied to that as, I am willing. God's heart is to heal, okay? So if you have believed that lie that God isn't a healer, Mark 140, Jesus says, I am willing. And then he says, if you believe anything is possible, And then he says, yes, I believe. Okay? So God answers little faith. He answers big faith. Okay? So we wanted to, or I wanted to focus on some of the bigger faith ones. So if we go to uh, Luke 
5, we're going to read this one out. 5.17.24. Okay. And I think my kids were playing on my computer before I grabbed it. I know, right? Well, maybe I don't have it. Oh, there it is. Whew. I'm sweating now. It's all good. Wouldn't it be the first time. All right, so Luke 5, 17. One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. And these men showed up from every village in Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And then the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man down on his mat to the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the, to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. Right? So this story there shows these guys with amazing faith. I think of myself as being one of those four guys carrying my friend on a mat. I'd be like, you know, probably could have popped in my head that, oh, the, the house is full. There's no way I can get in there. So I'm sorry, man, but we're just going to have to try again another time, right? We'll have to come back. Or like maybe if we wait a while, maybe some people will leave. Maybe we'll get in then. But these guys with their faith were like, no, we're going to get on top of this roof and so they're up on top of this roof. I'm sure the people inside the, the house are, like, hearing this noise up there. Like, what is going on up there? Like, something crazy is happening, right? And all of a sudden, you start to see the sunlight come in, right? You start to see these guys up there. And I'm sure everybody's kind of like, what is going on? And next thing you know, they're lowering him down. And Jesus is watching this, right? And I like to think that Jesus had a big smile on his face. Big smile on his face. He's like... Look at their faith, right? And they created such an opportunity for God to do a miracle, right? You have all these Pharisees in the room. You have all these religious leaders in the room, right, looking at trying to probably take Jesus down, right? And he creates this miracle because of their faith. And what I love about it is we don't know the faith of the paralyzed man, right? But we know the faith of his friends, and so sometimes it's not about our faith, right? The faith of the person who needs the healing, but it's the faith of those people around us. So to encourage you, if you need a healing, you're like, Adam, my faith isn't quite up there, right? My faith, maybe it's down there where if you're willing to, God, God can still heal that, right? And then you surround yourself with other people that have that strong faith, Okay? Another story that's not a healing story, but a story of, of faith is when um, Jesus and the disciples are on the boat and it's stormy out, right? The storm's coming in. The disciples are getting all freaked out because Jesus is doing what I love to do, sleeping. I love to sleep. All right? Nine o'clock at night. I love just to call it a night. Um, my poor wife, right? But anyways, it's Jesus sleeping, right? The disciples are like, oh my goodness, they're freaking out. And so they wake Jesus up, right? And Jesus says, you had little faith. And so the disciples didn't show great faith there, right? But they showed little faith in the fact that they didn't have enough faith to 
tell the storm to stop, but they had enough faith that they knew that Jesus could stop the storm, right? So they still acted with that little bit of faith that they had, and God still did a miracle. And now all of our favorite stories here, uh, the centurion in Matthew 8. So Matthew 8, I want to say 14, uh, 5 to 14. Okay, so I'm going to read this one out for you as well. A Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come to my house. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the, I'm under the authority of my supervisor and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they will go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I've never seen faith like this in all of Israel. And I tell you this, that many of the Gentiles will come to the, to, over the world, over to this world from east and from the west and sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and feast at the kingdom of heaven. And then I'm going to skip a couple verses and go down to 13 there. It says, Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home because you believed. It had happened. And the young servant was healed in that very hour. Right? So the centurion, he got it. You know, he understood how the kingdom worked. He understood that healing was not coming from Jesus, but it was coming from God through Jesus. Right? Jesus was the vessel who God was using to heal those people. Right? Catherine Coleman, she's a great healing revivalist, and she has this amazing quote and says that God's not looking for gold vessels or silver vessels. He's looking for willing vessels. He's looking for those who are willing to take that step out, take that risk, and let the Holy Spirit move. Right? All right, Mark, we're not going to read this one, but Mark 5, 24, 34, if you want to write it down. It's the story of the, the woman who is bleeding for 12 years. Okay? 12 years. And my trusty calculator showed me that that was just about 5,000 days. Right? 12 years she's been going through this, bleeding all the time, right? She spent every dime that she has, it says, to get healed. She's going to doctors. She spent everything she had looking to get better, right? She's putting her hope in, in things that she was trying to get healed for. And it said, what did it say? It said that she didn't get any better, but she got worse. How, what does that do for your faith? What does that do for your hope? In 12 years, she spent everything she had trying to get better, but only for the opposite of getting worse. I'm sure she went through many days, many, many days where just like man, I just want to give up. Like, I'm not going to get any better, right? I'm sure she wasn't sitting out there like all happy, happy all the time, right? And then all of a sudden you, you hear, you've done everything you can, you hear that Jesus is coming through your village the next day, right? You've lost hope. You have no hope maybe. And all of a sudden you've heard these stories about Jesus. You know what he can do. And all of a sudden, there's this little bit of hope that starts to rise up, 
starts to stir deep within you. There's little hope that if I just get to Jesus, I love saying that name, Jesus. If you just get to Jesus, if I can just touch him, I am going to be healed. All right, so hope starts to increase. Right? Our faith starts to increase. So the day comes, and she's out there, right? There's tons of people. There's a huge crowd around. Jesus starts coming through, right? Everybody's touching Jesus. And she works her way in there. Jesus is walking this way. She works her way in there, and she touches him. And instantly, she's healed, right? And in Mark and Luke, it says that Jesus felt something different. And the disciples are like, Jesus, you're kind of crazy. Like, everybody's touching you right now. How are you supposed to know that some random person touched you? And Jesus is like, that touch was different. There was something different about her touch. And it was her faith that she knew, if I just touch Jesus, if I just touch his clothing, I'm going to be healed. Right? She acted on a hope. And that's what faith is. Faith is putting our hope into action. Okay? That, you know, it's just that there's those days where we just have no hope left, where it's just like there's just nothing left to give. I'm not the only one that goes through that, I hope, right? But there's just like, all I need is Jesus. All I need is to have an encounter with him. And praise God, we live in a day where we can open up our Bibles, we can put on some worship music, and we can do it right from our home. Like Linda was just saying, we didn't need to be in church in order to get healed, right? She got healed in her home this morning. It's like we have that, we can have that encounter in our own homes, right? In our car on our way, in our way to work, in our car on our way to school. We can have those encounters with God. When we're feeling hopeless, we can have those encounters, right? It's generally the last thing we feel like doing uh, because the enemy is putting all those lies in there, right? You're too busy, you're too this, you're too that, you're too that, you're too that, you're too that. But it's what we need to do. And so did Jesus heal her? No, but she tapped into his anointing, right? She tapped into the Holy Spirit flowing through him, tapped into God's presence flowing through him. So faith plays a role in our healings, right? Whether they're big, whether they're small, but God answers our faith. And so in Romans 8.11, it says, the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in who? Us, you and me, right? John G. Lake, I read um, years ago, I read um, God's Generals. I think there's three of them. I read the first two. And uh, if you haven't read them before, you want to read some amazing healing revivals. It's a really good book. Uh, But John G. Lake, he has this quote. He says, we are awakening to this marvelous truth that Christ is not in the heavens only, nor the atmosphere only, but Christ is in you. The same Holy Spirit that read, raised, raised Christ from the dead lives in each and every one of us. Think about that as you're praying for people. You know, I prayed for, for lots of people, and I'd love to stand up here and say every single one of them got healed. It doesn't work that way for us, right? A lot of times we go through praying for people, and, and maybe nothing on the outside happens. But we can take the pressure off ourselves when we're praying for people, knowing that it's not Adam who's praying. Right? It's not me who's bringing the healing. It's not the person over here that's bringing the healing. It's God bringing the healing through me. Right? So if you've put pressure on yourself, right, just let it go this morning. 
because it's God doing the healing through us, right? And so we want to leave lots of time here for the Holy Spirit to move. And I just want to say, like, you know, knowing all this is really, really good, but where can we go next, right? How do we increase in that gifting? And uh, stewardship is important, right? So increase happens as we use it, okay? Faith is a fruit of the Spirit. Fruit grows. As we water it, as we nurture it, as we steward it, faith will grow, right? So whatever your faith level is this morning, we pray right now that God is going to increase it. It's going to grow, and I encourage you to use it. And the more you use it, the more your faith is going to grow because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Study the Word. Get into the Word. Know what God says about it. Read books on healing, right? You surround yourself with those kind of materials, okay? You know somebody that's really hungry for healing, that has had a lot of success in healing, hang around that person. Don't go knock on the door every minute of the day, but, you know, start to build a relationship with that person. Uh, Steve Long from Catch Fire Toronto, he, he absolutely loves healing. And I know, I forget the name of who he was kind of hanging around with, but he knew a guy that moved really powerfully in healing. So I, I forget how long Steve Long hang around him, but he would quite often have meetings with him all the time and just like picked his brain and like pray for me and all these things, right? So for me, I was just like, I need to do that too. So I'm trying to like get myself around those kind of people because their giftings rub off on you, you know? Their, their joys rub off on you. And um, the last thing I'm going to say is that, or not the last thing I'm going to say, but my last kind of point here is uh, I got to be careful, you know, with kids. Like, they, they, like, call you on that stuff. If you say this is the last thing, like, Dad, you're still talking. Like, come on. Uh, so I got to clarify. Uh, but Bill Johnson, he says, we need to learn to cry out to God in our quiet place and take risk in the public place. Okay? Yeah, moving. I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> um, yeah, Bill Johnson, you know, get, calling up to God in your, in your quiet place so you can be risk, right? And so that's the reward for us is when we're out on the street or even in their church or wherever it is, and all of a sudden you get this like feeling, it's like, oh, I really need to pray for that person. The reward for me is going to pray for that person, right? And then whatever happens goes to God. The glory goes to God or whatever that happens, right? Say that person didn't get healed right there on the spot. It goes to God. It doesn't fall on me. My reward is taking the risk, right? Taking that hope I had and stepping it into faith, stepping it into an action and just going for it, right? So just a couple of quick stories is back when uh, Amy and I were in school ministry, we had a thing called um, prophetic evangelism. And it was my first time doing evangelism. And I was so scared, and I'm a big guy. I don't get scared very easy. But that was just like out of my comfort zone. God, give me a way out of this. I can't go. I'm sick. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fake cough. And but it's like, oh, I can't. I can't lie. I got to do this, right? And so a good thing to do is we spend time earlier in the day praying, asking God, like, God, give me a picture of somebody. Who do you want, who do you want me to pray for? Who do you want me to talk to? And all that kind of stuff. And so God, give me a picture of somebody. And it was a young girl in her, like, 20s or something like that. She had a long red peacoat on with curly brown hair. And I was like, all right. And he gave me some other stuff, too. I was like, awesome. And so we went out downtown Toronto, 
get out of her car, parked it, start walking out, and all of a sudden I see this young girl, long red peak coat, she had straight brown hair, and I was just like, I'm not talking to her, she doesn't have curly hair, God, I'm sorry, you know, I'd really love to, but I'm not going to, and so I let it go. Deep down in my heart, I was like, Adam, you really need to go. Uh, but I pushed that aside because I'm good at that. And so I left. And like a few minutes later, guess what? There she is again. I'm like, God, like, no, she's, she's different. It's not the same person I wrote down in my journal. So again, I pushed it off. I pushed it down. I'm like, I'm going to let that go. And then a third time it happened, I'm like, all right, she's way too far ahead of me now. God, I can't catch her. If I start running, like she's going to think I'm crazy. And I'm like a guy. So like, that's not good. And so I'm like, all right, she's gone. Sorry. And then again, the fourth time, I'm like, God, if I see her again, I'll talk to her. And at this time, I have nothing. But I, sure enough, I round the corner. There she is waiting for a bus. And I'm like, all right, God, like, it's all about you now. I got nothing. So my school leader came up with me, broke the ice with her, just saying, like, we're school ministry students. We're just practicing on hearing God's voice. And she said my name. And he's like, he's got a word for you. And I'm like, I do, right? Uh, so I'm like, God, you got to give me something. And just my mouth opened up, and I started to say that I feel like she had a, she's going to have a breakthrough in music and that God's given her this really creative gift, blah, blah, blah. And afterwards, she was kind of freaked out. You could see her in her face that she was kind of freaked out a little bit. But she told me, or she told us anyways, that she just released a song on iTunes that day. And I was just like, praise God, you know. I didn't get a chance to, like, talk to her afterwards because, I again, I kind of freaked her out. So she, she had to get on her bus. Um, but it was amazing, right? It was scary as anything for me to do that. But God came through, right? And uh, it was incredible. And then one more story was that this past Sunday, or like a week ago today, an old friend of mine came over with his new girlfriend, and we were just in our house talking, having dinner. And uh, I kept getting this random word of um, skiing. And I was just like, yeah, that's, that's random. I'm not listening to that. Talked a little bit more. It came to me again, skiing. I'm like all right, I'm talking on healing. This could be something like that, maybe. I have no idea, but I'm going to go with it. So I was like, guys, I'm sorry, but I'm changing the subject completely on you. And I'm like, do you like skiing or anything like that? I'm talking to his girlfriend, and she's like, oh, I used to go snowboarding uh, and stuff like that, and she enjoyed it. So I was just like, well, have you ever been like hurt or anything like that? And she's like, well, I had a really bad snowboarding accident. And she's like, I have two herniated discs in my back. And she's like, I'm not sure. They're not sure if it's from the snowboarding accident or she was also in a, a horseback riding accident. Uh, but anyways, it gives her pain. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I need to pray for her. So before she left, uh, Amy and I, we prayed over her, prophesied over her, and she wasn't healed. I was like, come on, God, what are you doing? Um, and, and she didn't get healed that night, right? And I'm like, okay, let me know because God is going to heal you. I got this word, God is going to heal you. And so she adds me on Facebook the next day. She writes Amy and I a message saying that I'm still not healed. I still have this pain. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, come on. Um, but she was telling us how encouraged she was. So in me, I was just getting frustrated with the fact that she wasn't healed, right? But when she actually wrote me and told me what was going on, she went from this place where she really believing that God could heal her to now that she believes God is going to heal her. And we prophesied over her that, you know, God's going to heal her and it's going to be this amazing testimony for her, but also for her church. And it's going to bring a big breakthrough for her church, right? So even though we don't see those healings right away, it doesn't change the goodness of God. It doesn't change his will. His will is to heal us, okay? 
So I'm going to get you guys all to stand up. All right? And it's crazy, too. I'm speaking on healing this morning, and so many people are sick. I'm like, God, let's go. All right, I want you guys to close your eyes. Father, I pray right now, God, that you would just increase that faith in us this morning, Father. Just increase that faith in us this morning. Whether we have that, if you're willing to, or whether we have just say the word. So just wait on him right now. And if you have pain in your body, I just want you to put your hand on where that pain is right now. Yeah, God, we just command that pain to leave. Holy Spirit is just flowing through us right now. We just command that pain to leave right now in the name of Jesus. as I was praying for the service too, I, I felt like God wanted to heal our senses, our hearing, our sight, our taste, all of our senses. So God, we just pray right now, God, you would restore our hearing. God, you restore our sight this morning, Father. command all pain to leave this room right now, Holy Spirit. And that's another thing what I love about the Holy Spirit is we just can be different all the time. We've heard countless stories of people being healed just during a worship service where nobody's even talking about healing, nobody's praying for healing. time you start feeling better or you're healed, I want you just to wave a hand at me because testimonies again are so big. And I'm going to get you guys to repeat this prayer. This is the, the Steve Long prayer. This healing belongs to me because of what Jesus has done. I receive my healing now. Amen. you just to put up your hand and people just look around see who has a hand up and I want you to go lay hands on those people this morning so look around 
who's ever got a hand up, go over there, lay a hand on them. Just ask them quickly what they need healing for. And just ask them quickly. And we have a couple more people over on this side too as well. So just ask them what they need healing for. And we're just releasing the Holy Spirit through you right now. pressure this morning any sort of pressure you're feeling this morning that you need to be a performance or anything that we just release that right now you don't have to do anything but receive from the Holy Spirit this morning and how they're doing. Are they feeling anything? And again, it's fine if you're not, right? There's no pressure.
just while you guys are praying, I just want to speak on just the words of knowledge that words of knowledge can be quite often these random thoughts we get, these random God thoughts we get, right? So when I had that picture of that young girl uh, that I was supposed to pray for, you know, generally a lot of times right after you get that word, you get, you know, 20 reasons why you shouldn't do it, right? So I had all these excuses why I shouldn't talk to her and why I shouldn't bring up skiing. I had all these thoughts going through my head, right? The enemy loves to come in and try to put doubt in your mind. But as we are obedient with his word, you know, we open ourselves up for a great breakthrough, right? We open ourselves up for God to bring a great breakthrough as we're obedient. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to stay with it for a few more minutes here. Yesterday, all of a sudden, my back was so painful I could hardly walk. Uh, uh, but I just received prayer, and I feel all the pain has gone. Jesus, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Stay right here. Um, does anybody else have back pain right now? Back pain? We have, yes. Um, so do you want to just really pray for that right now? There's a few people. I think there's three or four people that have it. So Lord, um, we just thank you and praise you that your healing power is here right now. For every person who's experiencing pain, um, we just command that pain to go in the name of Jesus. All pain has to leave these people in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for healing them. Yes, amen. And just keep going, guys. Also, too, I just felt like if you uh, had a problem with headaches, maybe you have a headache this morning, but maybe you're, you're inclined to you get headaches quite a bit, we just want to pray for that right now. So if that's you, just put your hand on your forehead. And God, we just release that this morning, God. We just command no more headaches, Father. Whatever's in there, Father, we just command it to leave in the name of Jesus. Whatever the source of that headache is, God, would be gone right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jessica here has just experienced healing. Come on, I want you guys to stretch because we are just going to pray. She has, um, she's had fibromyalgia, which is, causes pain in her body all the time, right? And she's feeling completely healed. So we just want to seal what God has done. So guys, just reach your hands towards Jessica. And we're just going to command that this healing 
this healing lasts and that, Father, that, sh- that if there still needs to be continuing, that it would continue right now. So let's just pray together. In Jesus' name, we just thank you so much for Jessica. We thank you that you have a destiny on this child. Father, we thank you for the power that's in her body, and we pray an increase in Jesus' name that it would be that it, what has happened today would stay today, Father. That you would bring hope to this heart, you would bring restoration in Jesus' name, Father, to our whole body. And we say, pain, you have no place in this body anymore in Jesus' name. And that there would be freedom to dance and to sing and to leap for joy. We thank you that she is a daughter of joy. I just feel like God says you are a daughter of joy. You are a life bringer, and that is the anointing he's placed on you. And not anything that the enemy has meant for evil will he let happen to you. So we just declare that over you in Jesus' name more, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to share that I we started talking about headaches, and I get a lot of headaches right here and we started praying, and it was right here, and then it's like it lifted, and it lifted, and it was like like flares coming off the sun, right? And it was, it, was, it, was, it was so clear, though, this feeling of the pain going up, 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 and then out. Yeah, Father, we just thank you for this healing, Father, and we just bless it, bless her in the name of Jesus. Just bless her in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. So I have two words of knowledge. Um, one was stomach problems. Does anyone here have stomach problems where it's hard for them to eat? Like, sorry, how many? Can you just put your hand higher just so I can make sure I can see you? The there and there, right there. Oh, there's quite a few people here today. Can we surround ourselves? Because I feel like today God wants to also some Jake there in the back. Guys, if we could just surround them here. Put your hand up high so someone comes over you. <laughs> there's quite a few people here today, and I feel like God wants to heal stomach problems stomach issues today like I feel I see Holy Spirit coming and just like filling up your stomach filling up your whole system with complete healing so if we could just heal over that in Jesus name we command healing to your stomach in Jesus name just begin to command his healing his blood to their whole system in Jesus name feel like you're going to start to feel warmth on your stomach. If you start to feel warmth on your stomach, God is doing healing work today in your stomach. So just wait for that. Wait for that warmth. I feel like you're going to start to feel warmth. Like drinking a good, you know, shot of whiskey. You're going to start to feel that warmth in your belly. Shot of Holy Spirit. Is anyone feeling warmth in their stomach right now? Yeah, we got one. Anyone else feeling warmth in their stomach right now? Okay, more, Lord. Yes, Lord. You are healing these people right now. We command it in Jesus' name, 100% healing all the way. In Jesus' name. I have one more word. Keep praying for those people dislocated knee. Has anyone dislocated their knee? Now they struggle with knee problems. Right right there. Put your hand up high so someone can come pray for your knee. Have you had a dislocated knee and now you struggle with pain? 
over here as well. Anyone else? Show them which knee. Touch their knee. Holy Spirit, if they're comfortable with it, and I want you to just command the Holy Spirit to come and fill that knee in Jesus' name. We just command healing to that knee right now. We just plead the blood of Jesus over that knee in Jesus' name that they would leap and run without any pain, that they could walk distances without becoming weak or sore. Jesus' name. And to those stomachs, we keep commanding that healing in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit. Anyone, move your knee. Are you feeling any difference? Anyone feeling heat on their knee or a change? Okay, we got heat over here. Are you feeling any change? Andy is feeling change. Come on, pray again. Speak to it in Jesus' name. We command healing to those knees in Jesus' name. Complete healing. Keep moving it. Keep trying it out. If you have 100% healing, I want you to wave at me. We got 100% healing over here. Come on. Anyone else feeling any difference in their knee? 30%. Does anyone have a 30% difference? 50%. Move it around. How are you guys feeling, the ones with the stomachs? Do you feel the Holy Spirit doing something? Yeah. More Jesus, more Jesus. We just command those healings in Jesus' name. Andy, come here. Pray over these people with the knees. Yes, that counts. If you, yeah, if you had surgery on your knee, God wants to heal all knees, right? So if you have problems with your knees, we're praying over your knees too. Andy's had a healing with his knee, so he's going he's gonna to command that healing right now. I'm going to pray, but before you do that, I just want to share what God gave me early on. you're still looking for a touch, just hold your hand up. Whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, whether it's financial, whatever you need, just, just raise, lift your hand up high. This is what the Lord says today. But for you who fear my name and are filled with awe and reverence of who I am, the Son of Righteousness will arise within you and he will come to you with healing in his wings and you will go forth from this place and leap with joy like a young calf that has been released from the prison of the stall. God gave me a picture when I was praying for this service today. And he said that he was going to surround this whole auditorium with angels. And he said, what you need to do is get to a place, whatever that place is, 
for me, God told me that I had to lay prostrate and that I would be healed because I didn't even want to come today. I was in that much pain. And Adam confirmed what God had told me because he said that you need to take a risk. So whatever that looks like for you, before I pray, whatever that risk looks for you, that could just simply be opening up your hands. That could be saying, I need you to pray for me. That could be laying out prostrate like I did. It could be kneeling. God says that your action of faith is going to make you whole. So, Father, I thank you that your word does not come back void. And, Father, I speak over every area. Lord, I speak over those knees that still need healing. Father, I pray for anyone who has pain in the rotator cuff in their shoulder right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, O oh God, Lord, that you are realigning hips that have been displaced right now in Jesus' name. Father, you do not do a work that is unfinished. But Lord, when you died upon the cross, you said it, it is finished. So, Father, whether it's perpetual, whether it's instantaneous right now, we speak to every cell, every part of the body, and we command it to come into alignment with the will and the purposes of Jesus Christ. And we call it done in Jesus' name. God says it's as simple as that. I was just getting a word um, to encourage those of you who haven't received your healing yet about discouragement. Um, there is no shame in discouragement, and I just want to speak to the lie that says that there is in the name of Jesus. But I want to remind everybody that discouragement is not your birthright and your inheritance. Courage is. So if you're in a place where you haven't received your healing yet, there is courage in declaring and prophesying yourself out of the place that you're in into the place of victory that belongs to you. That's not fake. Even if you're not feeling it, I encourage you to say it, okay? Just keep prophesying that. Just keep choosing courage because that's the inheritance and the birthright that Daddy God has given every single one of us. So if you haven't received your healing yet, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with fighting discouragement. There is nothing wrong with fighting disappointment. Just know that there is a more glorious end for you, okay? Just be encouraged in that today. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Is there a, is there a Francis in here? Keep hearing the word, Francis. What I love about uh, Sean Boltz is that when he gets a, a name, and if it's not right, he writes it down. Um, yeah, we're going to say amen. We're going to start to clean up. But um, just to encourage you with words of knowledge, as you step out in faith, right? And I love this about Sean Boltz is when you get a name of somebody, right? 
and if the person isn't there to write it down because he spoke in people's names at Toronto at Catch Fire that he's said at other events before that those people weren't there but they were in Toronto. I was like, come on. Because for me, if I said a name, I was just like, oh, I just got it wrong, right? I just didn't hear God right. But to write those names down uh, and keep praying about it, okay? Amen.